scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. Picked up by the Gators at the 35. Touchdown. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach Steve Spurrier. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome to another edition live of our Inside the Huddle podcast after Florida Auburn and a big Gator victory. No rest for the weary as the Gators have to get set for another big one, this time in Baton Rouge against LSU. Jake Hitz, our producer today, we thank you for tuning in, however you are either listening or watching us today. Guys, let's talk first about last week. Um, Coach, uh, first of all, it's great to play Auburn again. You know, it used to be, as you know, every year, so it was kind of special to see that, but I think Gator Nation is still sort of a glow mm-hmm. because of the swamp and how loud it was and the fact that the Gators won a big game. Uh, yeah, exactly right, Steve. All the young Gators, they don't know anything about Florida. Auburn, uh, historically, uh, SEC was formed in 1933. We've been playing those guys every year. And they were, when I was here, they were our common opponent on the west side. Back then we had two. We had LSU and Auburn. So we played uh, those two uh, all 12 years I was here. And then they brought in South Carolina and Missouri, and they said, okay, you only have one common opponent on the west, so we got LSU. And Auburn, uh, I don't know who they got. They got maybe – Mississippi, uh, no, who did they get? Their permanent is uh, their permanent east is Georgia. Georgia, okay, yeah, they're and Alabama's got Tennessee, so uh, obviously Alabama got the good end of that the last several years. But anyway, yeah, it was always a big game, and uh, it seems like our players knew some of the players on their team from recruiting and so forth. One of our good buddies, Alan Trammell. Uh, wanted to go to Auburn, but they didn't offer him. So he wow. ended up coming to Florida. So he always gave the pep talk before the Auburn game. He was always fired up for that one. But it was a big game. Uh, Georgia and Auburn were our two biggest rivals. I still say Georgia was a notch above Auburn as a team we wanted to beat and needed to beat. But Auburn was second as far as the traditional game that we needed to beat those guys. i got two quarterbacks on either side of me, so I want to ask this. Coach, both you, you know, as a quarterback, Shane, or you as a player and as a coach, Nick's looked great at home and gets to the swamp. He he said after the game, man, it was loud in here. We had trouble communicating. Uh, that played, I think, a big role in what happened with Nick's because he certainly was not as good as he was the week before. It absolutely did. I think uh, the swamp was back how it was when Coach was here in the 90s and the urban era. And, you know, that helps. I don't think people realize uh, it, it puts a, a – tremendous pressure especially on your offensive line hearing the snap count and yeah Nick's played well against Mississippi State but you know I said leading into that game Steve he hadn't faced a defense that he was going to see here in the swamp and obviously the crowd noise helps but uh he's going to be a good player but man did we get after him Exactly. The uh, the pass rush and their inability to run the ball, 0 for 4 on third and ones. Uh, I read in the paper today, we had zero penalties against our defense. So discipline, effort, that's called good coaching. 
Todd Grantham and his staff, uh, they had a masterpiece. Just that one blown coverage. <laughs> Fortunately, the guy made the diving catch, and they threw an interception about three or four plays later. Uh, saved us uh, from a touchdown there. But uh, other than one blown coverage, I don't know who messed up back there. It, it was a masterpiece uh, defensive game plan by Todd Grantham. And, you know, all those defensive coaches deserve a lot of credit. Cause coach, the game plan was terrific, and those kids, and they seemed to make – a key play at a critical time and get a turnover. They've been doing it all year. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Uh, you know, I think you can put our defense right up there. I know we rank number one in the country in a lot of stats, uh, but man, they just you know they and we did all this without Zaniga, who who's probably our premier pass rusher. So, you know, the, the thing that was impressive is, is Coach Burrier said that you know they they had no penalties. They made the plays when you had to make the plays. And Auburn, think about Auburn. Their, their, their whole offense is based around running the football, being physical. And uh, our front seven uh, won that battle. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do our play of the week. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. My favorite part of this whole thing is when Coach draws up ball plays. And today he's going to do more than one. He's going to draw up the ball play. That was the winning Michael P. Ryan run. We all agree that's the play of the week. So, Coach, it's yours. Yeah, Steve, I really like the whole concept of this run. And uh, Auburn's going to see it again in the future by somebody because the tape, you know, will be circulated. But, uh, yeah, Coach Mullen and his guys, it was a good run, but Michael P. Ryan made it it work. All right, here's what happened. I'll flip this over here. Okay. Okay, we we put four receivers to the left, tight end and another guy and a couple in between. They were playing man-to-man, so they got they got four dudes over here. One, two, three. They got another one in here. Their safety was way back, and uh, he was, you know, he just backing up anything over here. So we got four over there, and then we're in the, uh, we're in the gun here, and they, they still got six guys in here. Obviously nothing over here, so he hands off here. Now what we do, we sort of double team up on these guys. He double teams up, so we sort of hopefully got a hat on everybody. So P. Ryan takes it up through here. We don't quite get this backer here, but he he gets his shoulder pads down and bounces off him. Now he's running. Now over here, these four guys, we fake the quick screen. So this guy fakes and comes back. These guys act like they're blocking, act like they're blocking. So all these guys sort of did like that. <laughs> so now that guy's got to make the tackle. He's one-on-one with this guy. He broke the line of scrimmage because he broke that tackle. All these guys, quarterback, he hands off and he fakes a little quick screen, sort of freezes that guy a little bit. So here goes LaMichael, and here this guy comes over, and he gave him just a little, just a little, didn't even slow him down and sort of, as they said, shedded him, shed. You know, he shed a tackler and, and just never broke stride. And of course, these guys were nobody's there. So we got we got four of their guys over here, only one back here, and he broke the line of scrimmage. And there goes Lamichael. And as Lamichael said, he was a, he was a happy to make a big time play in a big time game, in a big time atmosphere. That was a big timer, no question. Great play. It, it really is, and, it, and it's you know the, the formation dictates to the to the defense what they have to do, you know because if, if they don't play man and put all four guys over there and they have an extra guy in the box, we throw the wide receiver screen. But since they only had X amount of guys in the box, we have numbers in the run game, and uh, they made a play. 
Uh, I do want to ask both of you this, and I think it speaks for itself, but I think the job that Dan Mullen has done, you know, sometimes Florida gets knocked. They don't win by wide margins. They kind of look pedestrian sometimes, but isn't the whole object to win? And he's doing that. Oh, definitely, uh, Steve. Uh, the, the defense hasn't given up seven points all year in the fourth quarter, I think. The Miami run where we missed a bunch of tackles. Well, you know what? We're not missing tackles now either. Uh, that's called good coaching, especially with uh, the defense, all those guys over there. They, they've emphasized tackling in practice, and it has paid huge dividends. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're on pace. You know, you got to win your close ones if you're going to have that big year. We're not that much greater than a lot of these teams, uh, but if we play all out and the defense continues like this, then certainly we got a chance. Offensively from Florida, guys, what did you see? Well, I, I thought we played pretty well. I mean, we, I think we all knew going into the game we were going to have trouble blocking their guys, and I think you saw how athletic those big jokers up front were in the single digits were. I mean, they, they were phenomenal. But, you know, Kyle made some throws early. Freddie Swain on, the, what, the second, third play of the game. Uh, you know, they were in man coverage. We hit him on a little slant or under route, whatever it is, and, and he took it the distance. But, you know, I thought Emory, when he came in, he, he, he threw the ball well, ran the ball well. You know, for the type of – athletes Auburn had on defense I thought our offense executed pretty well yeah we got those two big plays uh the uh, Freddie Swain's catch on a slant split the guys outran them all we we got some big time receivers that's uh, uh some people think it's the strength of the offense but the way uh, LaMichael P. Ryan runs the ball right now he's got to be a strength also but uh yeah we made two big plays the run and the pass and then we hit uh was it Josh Hammond on the under that he took for the touchdown mm -hmm. uh so two touchdown passes long run that's about our offense but it was good enough because our defense was so good you know i i think what happens to let's give emory jones some credit because here's trask looks like he had a really serious injury he's got to come off the bench cold i think he did a pretty good job in a key game leading that one drive down the field thought he showed a lot of poise that was the most comfortable he'd looked since he's been here to me. Uh, you know, they ran some quarterback runs with him, and, man, when he puts his foot in the ground and gets to running, he can run. Uh, it runs very physical. But, you know, he made some good throws on the dig route over the middle to our guys. He missed one deep one, I think, to Freddie Swain that went right off his, his fingertips. But I, I thought his, uh, his best performance I've mm -hmm. seen since he's been a Gator. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I was sitting up in the stands watching, and I said, if Kyle's – Gippy, but he wasn't Gippy. Uh, then obviously Emory would have been the best guy to, to have in there. But uh, yeah, Kyle came back full speed. Uh, they taped that knee up, and heck, he ran with the ball, caught a pass, so he was ready to go. And uh, he'll be ready to go this week, according to head coach Dan Mullen. We'll take a break. We will come back. Make sure and stay with us for more Inside the Huddle, our podcast live on this Tuesday, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. 
Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurs is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's time for the question of the week, which is brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle podcast today. we got a lot to go over. It's time now for Questions of the Week, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis. Coach? Oh, by the way, if you have a question for Coach, you can get them to us at questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. That's questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Here we go, Coach. Uh, William says, you've experienced big night games at LSU and come out on top. What's Coach Mullen walking into this Saturday? Go Gators. That's from William, Coach. Okay, William. Coach Mullen's been there before. He coached at Mississippi State, and I'm sure they've had several night games there probably uh, through the years. But, uh, yeah, when you're the visitor, you just you, you, get, you know it's going to be loud. So you don't go up there and change a lot of plays and try to scream them out to the guys. If you've got some hand signals, uh, obviously we would do that when you go into that environment. Uh, but the best thing is not have to go up there and change a lot of plays. Hopefully you have uh, some options, you know, rather than hand it off or throw it and, and things of that nature. But uh, you know what was interesting? I was reading in the paper today that in the NFL, the visiting teams have won more than home teams. It's like 42-33, wow. something like that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it was interesting that uh, sometimes that road team uh, wins too. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that's going to be the case this week. Uh, Damian, coach, says the Washington Redskins just fired their head coach, Jay Gruden, with all the great winning coaches that have passed through that program. Why can't they get that program back on track? Oh, that's probably not for me to answer. I'll let Shane. <laughs> Shane was up there with me. Uh, a little, let me a be the bad times, guy. <laughs> a few times. 
Uh, but anyway, it's, it's interesting. I, I, a lot of people don't know I coached three pro teams. They think I just coached in college, but I just coached three pro teams, USFL, Tampa Bay Bandits, and then the Alliance, Alliance this, yep. this past year. And Redskin Place, that was the only place where the head coach wasn't in charge of hardly anything. When he started picking quarterbacks, the owner, that is, uh, the second year, I knew I was finished there. So anyway, but I, I don't know. Maybe they got a general manager there now. Maybe he's giving it uh, to other people to run. I'm not sure. But uh, obviously, when Shane and I was there, the, the owner was running the show completely. And then, uh, Coach, from Luke, <clears throat> when, you have, uh, when you have your quarterback leave the game with an injury, like Trask did in the second quarter against Auburn, how do you decide if they should go back in or not? What goes through your head as a coach when making that decision? Well, the doctor will clear him or not. And uh, obviously the doctor cleared Kyle, and Kyle said, yeah, I feel good, Coach. I'm ready to go. So Kyle had played uh, very well during the game, so you put him back in there if he's, he's ready to go. Okay, those are our questions of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet. Now, going to have a little fun here with our team of the week. It's brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, I'll start with you. Team of the week. Well, I have two. Obviously, uh, the Gators have to be one of mine. It was a huge win against Auburn on homecoming. Uh, the other one would be SMU. I think it's the first time they've been ranked in the top 25 since back in the days when they had the Pony Express and they were on probation. And they were down at home by 21 going into the fourth quarter and made a, a comeback and forced overtime, and, and they, they're, they're still unbeaten. So I would say uh, the Gators and SMU, the SMU Mustangs. Yeah, I like SMU also, but I'll go with another one. I'll go with the row the boat coach, J.P. Fleck, Minnesota <laughs> Golden Gophers are undefeated right now. So uh, there's, a bunch the of, there's still a bunch of undefeated teams out there, and, and Minnesota's one of them. I, I'm just going to go – just because they're kind of cool. Appy State, always is good. Mm-hmm. Appy State's always good, and they're going to be on national television tomorrow. Yeah, and they've already beaten North Carolina this year. So uh, my team of the week is uh, Appy State. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, okay, now let us do our Coach of the Week. It's brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Coach? Your uh, coach of the week. Yeah, I'm going with Todd Grantham, the, the assistant coach, defensive coordinator at University of Florida. As uh, a lot of people said, that, that was a masterpiece of defense. Uh, I think Auburn only tried one or two of those little jet sweeps, and we had a guy waiting for him every time. And our defensive linemen, they, they, they covered their gaps. The linebackers hit their gaps exactly right. I mean, it was a masterpiece of a defensive game plan. Yeah, I'm going to have two again. I'm going to go with Sonny Dykes and his SMU Mustang staff and obviously Dan Mullen and his entire staff. I think, mm-hmm. you know, outside of us turning the ball over, which those things can be uh, taken care of in the future, I just thought we played a pretty clean game and, and our kids were ready to play, and so you got to salute the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Let's give the running back coach a salute also, Greg Knox. Greg Knox. Uh, when P. Ryan hit the hole, you notice how he got his left shoulder pads down and good left forearm into that tackler, and he just – broke the tackle without slowing down and they practice that they practice that uh, every practice out there so uh, the assistant coaches are really important when you look back and see guys playing fundamentally sound coach john wouldn't always say as a coach the most important thing you coach is fundamentals and uh, obviously our defense our running backs receivers uh, they, they're playing with super fundamentals my coach of the week is kind of an obvious one but I, i'm going with ryan day of ohio state and we don't know what is going to happen the rest of the year, but it's tough replacing somebody who, like a Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer, 
uh, John Wooden, whoever that might be. And he's so far seamlessly done that. Now, last year it helped when Urban was suspended where he could walk in there and he, he was on the staff, but they've been very impressive so far. So he's my guy. Coach, I wanted to ask this, and Shannon, I want to talk about this too with you in, in the quarterback room. Walk us through, you know, uh, Coach Dan Mullen said the other night, we're going to enjoy this tonight. We're going to start working Sunday on LSU. So once you got done with a game on Saturday, when did your preparation start for the next week's opponent? Uh, the coaches start the next day on Sunday, obviously. Uh, what we did, we gave the players Sunday off. And uh, some people like to bring them in Sunday afternoon and work out the kinks or whatever. Uh, but I just always felt like we needed Sunday off, all of us. And then we'll recharge Monday. And then we actually practice on Monday nights around here. So uh, that gave us all day to game plan and put a few plays in for Monday night. And then really Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you practice your game plan pretty much like that. But uh, I tell you what, everybody's a little different, uh, Steve, on how they do those kind of things. Uh, but I think I think our guys are off on Sunday here, aren't they? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, because I, I see the coaches in there, but I don't see the players on Sunday, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like getting off that day and get it out of your system. Uh, so it's like 24 hours or a little bit more, actually, I guess you'll have to get that out of your system. And then Monday, we're really thinking about our next opponent. I, there's so many more things available now, Shane, video-wise, than when you were playing for Steve. But typically during the week, how much tape, film, study did you do getting ready for the next opponent? Well, like you said, back in our day, it was different. Um, you know, you had to be down in the meeting room to watch tape. Now kids can look at it on their phone, on their iPads, or what have you. So, um yeah, you know, like Coach Spurs said, different coaches do different things. You know, I think the one thing this staff does so well is everything they do is about competition. And I, I saw, I think it was during the HBO special, or or I just heard and I've seen it. You know, I I don't know if it, I think it's Thursday morning when they have to be in for like an early team lift. Coach Savage, you know, he's he's blaring at you know, that bullhorn, and then he's got them doing some type of competition, offense versus defense, you know, a silly game, throwing the football through these holes. and But, uh, you know, you got to have some time away and you got to have some fun. And, you know, one thing I remember with Coach Spurrier, and he may have changed this later in his career, I love Friday walkthroughs because we didn't really do a whole lot of football stuff. I used to kick field goals. And then the offensive line used to go down in one corner and they'd go from like the hash mark to the sideline, from the 20 to the goal line, and they'd be two-hand touch. You know, you couldn't run. You had to walk real fast. You know, just to get your mind and the pressure off of you and just have a little bit of fun. That's, that's cool. And I guess it varies week to week. This is definitely a big week this week. We'll take a break, come back. We're going to delve closer into Florida LSU, look around the SEC. Coach will draw up another play with his chalk talk. A lot more to come on Inside the Huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with 
Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them in either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, Give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. It's almost here. The Tom Petty Birthday Bash presented by Columbia Care, October 19th and 20th. A free music festival at Depot Park featuring Heavy Petty, Dixie Desperados, Low Cut Connie, and 20 other local and national bands. Make it a meaningful experience and upgrade to the VIP Petty Package to support UF Health Shands Arts and Medicine. A great way to give back. The Tom Petty Birthday Bash, October 19th and 20th at Depot Park. Reserve your tickets at TomPettyBirthdayBash.com. Brought to you in part by Visit Gainesville, Alachua County, and Bogan Munts and Munns. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle podcast. All right, guys, let's take a look at uh, some of the other games that are going to be taking place this week and get your thoughts about them. Coach, uh, South Carolina, got to go to Georgia. Um, And I think Carolina's coming off a bye. And uh, Georgia struggled early with Tennessee, but then put them away. How do you look at this one? Oh, I think South Carolina will give them a you know a game for half, maybe sort of like Tennessee did. And uh, but the, the strength of Georgia and their line of scrimmage might be too much at the end. Uh, but uh, yeah, South Carolina they'll be fired up. They've had a week off, and they'll they'll have a go at them and see what happens. My champ's going against his old team there, so I know he'll be jacked up also. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm anxious to watch that game a little bit because, you know, Tennessee moved the football on them. And I think with Holinsky and the weapons at South Carolina, I feel like they have more skilled players than Tennessee does. So they could cause some problems early. And if they get a couple of turnovers, you never know. But, but as Coach said, the strength of Georgia up front probably will wear them down later in the game. Elsewhere uh, in the SEC, Mississippi State at Tennessee, two teams – they're disappointed, both really needing a win here. Yeah, that'd be a good game. That'll be a good game. Tennessee, uh, they, they need a win bad. So uh, they're, they're sort of pumped up because they played Georgia tough for about a half. So uh, Tennessee might could get one this week. Um, Alabama A&M. And we all knew going into this year the schedule that A&M had. They get them in College Station. What's amazed me, guys, is, is – the efficiency of Alabama's offense. They, they've never really been known as a throwing team, and, boy, their passing game is pretty darn good. Yeah, it's real good. 
to beat Alabama, the other team needs to stay on the field a bit. You know, have some five, six-minute drives if you can. Uh, and then to go for some fourth downs if you have to. But uh, Alabama's offense has been uh, one of the best in the country, so you try to limit the, their opportunities that way. Yeah, I think Coach is exactly right. I mean, they have so many good skill players, especially their wide receiving court. You know, they get so many yards after the catch. But if you can stay on the field with some lengthy drives, all that's going to do is frustrate those offensive players. And, and, and then when they do get out there, they may try to force some stuff. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I think A&M will keep it close early, but then Alabama will pull away. I'm still, if you look long-term, I'm still concerned about Alabama defensively. Yes. Because Ole Miss really took it to them offensively. They did. Ole Miss in that game ran it right down their throat uh, with, the, with the true freshman quarterback. And, and they just they had a good plan. They just they don't have the athletes. But, you know, Alabama's defense is a concern. Um, you know, but they may be at the point now where they don't really care. They feel like they can outscore people. Missouri is hosting Ole Miss. I think, Coach, this is a really intriguing game. We saw Kelly Bryant go down the other day, but apparently the injury was not as severe as they thought, so he's going to play. And Ole Miss has had some trouble a little bit, but uh, Missouri is a team that has not lost since that opening week loss. Yeah, Missouri is very, very capable of, of having a big year still since that opening loss. And, uh, yeah, that injury that uh, Kelly Bryant had, very similar to Kyle Trask. Guy came around the edge, fell into his knee, which sometimes happens. But uh, I don't think he meant to, of course. But uh, that, that can happen back there in the pocket, as, t- as Shane will tell you. But, uh, yeah, I, I sort of like Missouri right now at home. Yeah, you know, it would be anxious to see how Kelly Bryant – plays now because you know a lot of his game is his mobility being able to run the football does this hamper him at all I still regardless I think they they have too many they're too good of a team to lose to Ole Miss coach you brought something up and and I and I want to get your opinion on this because I'm not saying back and look when you played there was no protecting the quarterback you got whacked if somebody Mm -hmm. came in and hit you even with all the protection for the quarterback they're going down like flies. I mean, Kentucky's lost their quarterback. Florida lost its quarterback. South Carolina lost its quarterback. Is this just how this is mm. going to be? I mean, how far can they go to protect the quarterback, but they're still going down? Hey, going down in the NFL also, yes. Steve. Uh, it's interesting. Sometimes when they get hurt, the backup guy comes in there, like Carolina Panthers. They hadn't lost since he's played. They've won all three. Teddy Bridgewater's won all three at New Orleans. I really believe sometimes uh, – People fail to realize teams win, not just the quarterback. So if you're with a good team, the backup quarterback may play pretty well also. So anyway, that's another that's another little theory right there. But yeah, the injuries, uh, yeah, golly, they're part of the game, and, uh, and hopefully we're not going to have many more. But it is unusual the quarterbacks getting hurt. Yeah, I've never seen it like this, and you know, I know guys are bigger, stronger, and faster, but. You know, everybody was kind of the same back in the day. And I think coaching his 12 years here, I can't remember one of your quarterbacks ever missing a game because of an injury. Yeah. I mean, and they took a beating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Well, when I played, Shane, uh, they didn't call roughing the passer. Right. I played three years here. I didn't start all the time my sophomore year. Tommy Shannon and I sort of rotated. Uh, never had one roughing the passer. And the – uh, vis- visiting teams, uh, some of their players would tell us later that, yeah, coach said keep hitting him after he threw the ball because they don't call roughing the passer. Wow. But they've changed since then. They wow. call roughing the passer now. But, 
Danny Warfel, even in his day, that they said you could take one step and hit the quarterback, which is an SEC rule, not a national rule, and that's not correct. That's not how you play football. You're supposed to, when the quarterback is throwing the ball and you know he's throwing it, you, you can't clobber him. But uh, for some reason, they allowed it back in the old days, and they don't allow it now, though. A couple of the national games, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. traditional rival, both teams ranked in the mm-hmm. top 15. How do you see it, Coach? I see a close one. Uh, I, I'll pull for Oklahoma, Bobby Stoops and his guys out there. Uh, but Texas is very capable of winning that thing. Yeah, I've, I've been to this game. You know, it's the only other game outside of Florida, Georgia, that's at a neutral site, and it's, it's a great atmosphere. I just think uh, Oklahoma, I, I just like the way Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. calls plays. I think Jalen Hurts could give – uh, the Texas defense uh, too many issues. I mean, Texas gave up a ton of points last week to West Virginia, who's not very good this year. So, I think OU finds a way to win. And then uh, in the Big Ten, uh, if you're going by ranking, Penn State and Iowa. Penn State, after kind of a slow start, has kind of gotten it together. And Iowa just – they're one of those teams, <laughs> they just sort of plot along, but they find a way to win. Yeah, well, they didn't find a way to beat Michigan. Right. And all they needed to do was score 11 points. That's and right. Beat them. And they didn't beat them. They only them. got three. So, yeah, I watched most of that one. But I like Penn State, too. I tell you what, they got some fast guys. Mm-hmm. Now, historically, when you watch Penn State, they just – they, they just don't look fast. But they got that one receiver that outruns everybody and, and running back. So they they are up with the big-time schools. And they, they are undefeated right now, and they've got a chance to win it all this year. They're, they're still there. Yeah, I, I agree with Coach because when you think of what James Franklin did at Vanderbilt, I think he's taken that blueprint of SEC athletes to the Big Ten, kind of how mm-hmm. Urban did. And, and, yeah, Penn State's faster this year than I've ever seen them. Mm-hmm. Top four teams, guys. Think about it for a second. Everybody's top four changes. Very top-heavy with SEC. There's some really good teams who may not be in a top four of somebody. So, Coach, top four. Okay, I'll give you four names based strictly on what we've seen this year. Okay. I'm not defending national champ Clemson or anything like that. So, uh, I think the top four that I've watched this year uh, would be – Ohio State, uh, LSU, since they've played some pretty good teams, uh, Georgia, and Wisconsin. I would put those, put the Gators number five. Yeah, I'm kind of similar to that. I, I like Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and uh, I'm going to throw LSU in there for the time being. Uh, but I got, you know, we may not look pretty, but I'm going to throw us right in there in the mix with these guys. Coach, I, I'm not sure if great minds think alike or I'm just lucky to think this week like Coach is. But I'm with you on Wisconsin because not only do they have that terrific running back, but their defense is nasty, nasty. And they, got, that, they got at least three shutouts. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, Jim Leonard uh, was a teammate of mine in Buffalo. Uh, he's been, only been coaching at Wisconsin for like five or six years and does a tremendous job as their coordinator. If you had to rank now, I'll, do, I'll go this way too, top four in the SEC – what would you do? Well, I think you, you put uh, Alabama one just because of the way they play offense right now and historically their defense. And I, I'd put LSU two, and i put Florida right there at three. Um, we'll find out a lot Saturday night. And Georgia four, I would imagine? Yeah, Georgia four. Coach? Yeah, the, the two on the west are LSU and Alabama, and Georgia and Florida on the east right now. I think, uh, I think that's where we all stand. But it'll play its way out as we go through the season. All right, we'll take a break, come back. 
yet to come. Coach is going to do his chalk talk segment, mm-hmm. and we're going to really delve into Florida and LSU and take a look at what and LSU what LSU has done offensively is next to remarkable. We'll talk about it. Stay with us as we continue with our live podcast today inside the huddle. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Hey, man, what are you doing for the Gator game? I'm pumped up. A bunch of us are getting together early to tailgate all day on campus. You should come by. Cool. You grilling out? What? No way. And have to deal with all the messy cleanup? Forget that. We're having Moe's cater our game day tailgate. Moe's? I love Moe's. I didn't know they offered game day tailgate delivery. Yep, Moe's delivers everything you need. Napkins, plates, utensils, even free chips and salsa. Delivery is free for orders $175 or more. Just place your order at Moe'sCateringFL.com. That's Moe'sCateringFL.com. Have Moe's Catering your game day tailgate. Just visit moscateringfl.com and go Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant Spurrier's is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville with prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. All right, one of my favorite portions of the show, and I know, judging by feedback, we get one of your favorite portions of the show, our Chalk Talk segment. So, Coach, take it away. Okay, Steve. Uh, A lot of people always ask me when you're watching a football game, what do you watch? And Shane and I are probably similar. Watch the secondary. We watch the coverage, and then you sort of see where the ball is supposed to be thrown because the coverage tells you, you know, the opening or whatever. So on the interception play – that really uh, helped seal the game right before uh, P. Ryan's run. We were in a three-deep zone down on about 15-yard line, third and uh, goal, I think it was. And Auburn, I think one of their receivers actually messed up. They were trying to run a uh, crossing-type route. This guy occupies him. This guy, uh, this guy sort of comes, comes across and sort of keeps the linebackers up in here. This guy is trying to get in between these two guys. This guy, I believe, was supposed to sprint in here, come up, and try to get in this area. 
So the, those were the two areas I think they were trying to get into. Now, the running back sort of helps out a bit, and then he just sort of, he sort of hangs around in case quarterback has nowhere to throw the ball. So what happened, though, their receiver did not, he did not do that. He ran and sort of just stopped in front of our guy right there, which left Steiner right in the middle of the field, and Bo Nix went back and just, you know, just threw the ball right to him. Basically, he only had to take about three or four steps to get it. So I really believe that this guy messed up for Auburn because he just went and sort of stood in front of this guy. And so he's free. All he's doing is watching the quarterback, and he's sort of protecting here or there, and, and everybody's just playing their zone. So it was excellent zone coverage, and uh, I think their quarterback messed up. Shane, I want to ask you now, what would you have done when your receiver messed up like that and you had nowhere to throw the ball? Wait. Obviously, he, he uh, you want to check it down. I think that the biggest issue, this is very similar. I think it's the same play that they scored their touchdown pass on. It is. And you flip it. And, uh, you know, basically you're, you're eyeballing the safety and you're hoping your slot receiver crosses the safety's face. If, and if the safety goes with him, then you throw a, you know, a high straight ball at about 20, 25 yards uh, on the skinny post. If the safety, you can, you can kind of look him right if you want to hit the, the crosser. But – um, obviously, Bo Nix eyeballed him the whole way because Steiner didn't move. He played center field, went with his eyes, and obviously the slot receiver messed up, and it was an easy interception. But um, it's a great play that a lot of people run uh, for one high safety, cover three, uh, because all you got to do is the safety's going to tell you where to throw the football. Yeah, it was third and goal, and they were down four points, so they were obviously wanting to throw the ball in the end zone somewhere. But uh, obviously uh, they didn't have – anybody open because I believe this guy messed up but anyway what the quarterback Shane just said he, he just comes back and looks at the safety and either throws it there or there it gives you a chance to throw it in the end zone but uh, with that guy just standing here uh, they, they had a bad play on that's the one where the uh, the TV camera went to Gus and Gus was down holding his head. <laughs> yeah. On his knee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a lot of time still left. Yeah. So if they kicked the field goal, it was it was a close game. And that game, you know, I remember Coach Meyer saying, and I think he's right. In a game like that, it's five or six key plays. Oh, definitely. That, that, that kind of you know tilt the game, and that certainly was one of them. Love the chalk talk segment. All right, guys, I want to talk a little about uh, LSU now. Um, Coach, you know this, and Shane, you know this from playing them. They, I think your your term is, uh, you know, getting off the bus. You know, they, Coach, they always have athletes. They always have really good players. And how many times have we seen LSU be good, but just offensively, they just look like they were stuck in the mud? That's changed now. Yeah, it really has, Steve, and uh, you would wonder why they, they haven't been able to throw the ball around like most people all these years until now. Uh, gosh, they've had Burt Jones there and all kind of players and receivers. Odell Beckham, who was on TV last night, he played at LSU. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I, I didn't hardly know it uh, when he was in college. But they've had all kind of really skilled athletes. Uh, LSU is always top ten in the nation in recruiting, maybe top five most of the time. So athlete-wise, uh, they're right there with the best. And uh, for some reason, they've just never had guys that know how to coach the passing game. And now they got a guy. Joe Brady came over from New Orleans, and they're pitching it around, and they're scoring a bunch of points now. 
What have you seen, Shane? That what I mean, certainly Burrow. I'm gonna give you his numbers in a second, but just overall with their with their offense, what do you see different? Well, you used to see them when they wanted to line up in the eye and turn around and pitch and run the power with the, the toss pitch and you know just run the football down your throat, ball control, those type things. But they always had tremendous wide receivers that they just never used, and now they have a quarterback. I mean, I can't remember the last quarterback that was successful throwing the football since like Tommy Hodson. Um, so Burrow's doing a tremendous job. I think he understands being a coach's son, understands where to go with the ball, and they have tremendous athletes. However, they've only really played one team that has decent athletes like them, and that's Texas. And Texas went up and down the field on them. Uh, I do feel like our defense is much more equipped uh, with the way we can rush the passer and the way we can cover. And, of course, Ty Grantham and, and the staff's going to have a pretty good plan <laughs> That's right. And one thing, there's a saying, when you go on the road, you better be able to bring a defense with you. So our defense will be very, very big key in the ball game uh, there Saturday night. Joe Burrow, 78% completion. He's 127 of 162. He's thrown for 1,864 yards, 22 touchdowns, and three picks. And he's averaging 372 a game. You know, mm. we, we used to see LSU want balance. And, I, and, I, and Coach, I want to ask you about that. I, I get, you know, if you look at Dan Mullen historically, at the end of the day, like this past week, it was pr- close to 50-50 running past. But is that necessarily a blueprint to winning? It used to be. It used to be. And I still think there's a place to run the ball, obviously, and try to run out the clock when you uh, get the lead. Uh, but if you've got a, a strong defense like we do, we've given up seven points in the fourth quarter now in, what, six games? So uh, it's it's not all that necessary that we have to have the, uh, you know, run out the clock, stay on the field and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it uh, whatever you do well, if you can do it without interceptions and without uh, turnovers and sacks, oh, shoot, you can throw the ball every down. That's what Washington State, Mike Leach and those guys, they throw at least 75% of the time out there. Um, much was made of the Gator crowd this past week. Um, it was excellent. It, it, you guys have mentioned it. It was like the swamp of old, and it bothered Bo Nix. Well, now Florida has to go into a situation. Kyle Trask hasn't played a lot, and maybe he's not played in a venue like that. Coach, do you do anything differently in preparation knowing that the crowd noise may be what it was here in Baton Rouge? Well, like I said, I think earlier, you just don't try to audible too much unless you do some hand signals with the wide receivers. Uh, but you're not going to be able to tell those offensive linemen we're going to change run plays and things of that nature. It's just hard to do when the noise is like that. So, uh, yeah, the best thing is to understand it's going to be loud and, and we're ready to play. Uh, hopefully uh, the quarterback center exchange is always crucial also. So I think we'll have a good plan to get that uh, settled also. Shane, what's that like when, when you're – I mean, you, you experience that. You <laughs> you get 90,000 people on the other team, you know, for the other team screaming their heads off. How difficult is it to function and hear on the field? Well, it is, but you, you're in the moment. You really don't hear it, believe it or not. The, 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 the hardest part when there's crowd noise is calling a play in the huddle because you have to, like, scream and they have to read your lips – well, we don't. We're not going to be in the huddle ever. Uh, and like I said, in Dan's system, there's not a whole lot of checking off. 
So I don't think the crowd noise will affect Kyle Trask at all because, you know, even though he hasn't played a lot, uh, because he's a mature young man, he'll be able to handle it. What we have to do is it, it's going to be crucial for our tackles to be able to know when the ball is snapped, however the procedure is that they do that. But uh, I don't think the crowd noise will affect our offense that much. I'm going to ask you both this. You know, we, we always do our play of the week or we always do our team of the week. Coach Burrier, you look at things through obviously a coach's lens. Right now, who are some of the coaches in college football you think are, you know, obviously Dan Mullen, but, you know, really doing a good job as you mm-hmm. see it? Because I'll tell you what, there's a lot you could choose from mm-hmm. and you could go down the list here, but, mm-hmm. you know, who are some guys that you think are doing good? Steve, I always look at uh, schools uh, that haven't historically won all the time. And if a coach can come in there and win, then, then he's doing an exceptional job. Uh, Row the boat guy, P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. You know, they're undefeated right now. Uh, you look at uh, the App State coach. I forget his name, but he was an assistant at NC State last year. And a buddy of mine that lives up in the mountains there says, this team's going to be good this year. He's talking about App State. And yeah. They love their coach, and he's really a dynamic young guy and so forth. So just I, I just look at those schools that uh, have not won a whole lot in the past, and now all of a sudden they're winning. Uh, Campbell at Iowa State, that guy's done a super job. So anybody that can, you know, take a team that uh, has struggled and struggled and struggled, and now they're winning. Sonny Dykes at SMU is another guy that comes to mind. I like those guys doing a heck of a job. All right, we're going to come back and give her our final thoughts on the upcoming big, big night game in Baton Rouge, Florida LSU. Stay with us inside the huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. ...about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. 
Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. It's almost here, the Tom Petty Birthday Bash, presented by Columbia Care, October 19th and 20th. A free music festival at Depot Park featuring Heavy Petty, Dixie Desperados, Low Cut Connie, and 20 other local and national bands. Make it a meaningful experience and upgrade to the VIP Petty Package to support UF Health Shan's Arts and Medicine, a great way to give back. The Tom Petty Birthday Bash, October 19th and 20th at Depot Park. Reserve your tickets at TomPettyBirthdayBash.com. Brought to you in part by Visit Gainesville, Alachua County, and Bogan Munts and Munns. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Okay, our final segment here at Inside the Huddle. I'm going to ask my two esteemed football guys here to give their thoughts on this game, and I want you guys to do this from how does Florida win this game. Coach, if the Gators win this game, what's what's got to go right for them? Well, I used to say avoid turnovers, but <laughs> we had five basically with the game the other day, counting the fake punt. It didn't work, and our defense stuffed them. So, uh, well, we got to play great defense, which we've been playing, and I think our guys will do that. And uh, and we need to make some big plays. I don't know that we can consistently stay out there and grind out, you know, six or seven minute drives. But uh, just play, uh, you know, get the ball to our playmakers and our running back, Lamichael P. Ryan. Man, he had some big big run last week. But just uh, try to outplay LSU, play great defense, and move the ball, and just play better than them, and that'll give us a good chance. Well, this is this is you know, why you come play in the SEC for games like this. And there's nothing like Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. It's, it's going to be fun for these kids. And, you know, I'm going to go with the blueprint of what we did last week. I think our front four, front seven, however you want to say it, has got to get to Joe Burrow. I don't think he's seen a pass rush like us. I'm not sure they can block us. I really like our secondary to cover. They're going to move the football on us. Uh, and then offensively, we we got to make some big plays here and there. You know, four 25-plus chunk plays, eliminate some of the big plays to LSU. But I think turnovers, I, I don't think we can keep winning if we turn it over against a team like LSU. Coach, um, it, sometimes, you know, fans look, and a lot of Gator fans were outraged because Florida was a 13- or 14-point underdog here. Do players react to that, or is that just for fans to talk about? I never paid a lot of attention to it. Sometimes I thought we were favored by too much. <laughs> that made me mad. Oh, man, we're not favored that much, are we? But, uh, yeah, you know, when the ball is kicked off, all that doesn't mean much, I don't think. But another thing uh, we're talking about we need to do is Kyle Trask got to hold on the ball a little bit better. Uh, he lost uh, two last week, lost one the week before, and our defense has bailed, bailed us out every time. But, uh, yeah, he just – and I'm sure uh, Dan and the staff going to work with him this week that when he's in trouble back there, that means he has to hold it for a second or two. Hey, if we have to take a sack, we'll do that. But uh, protect the football. And, you know, sometimes – we got two minutes left, guys. Sometimes, you know, a Gator fan will look mm-hmm. and say, well, gee, if you take away this big play or, or that big play – that's part of the game. I mean, sometimes you may go and have a bad drive, but look, when you 
when Patrick Mahomes throws one of those electric passes and it goes for 60 yards, everybody, yeah, well, same thing with Florida. Same thing with P. Ryan's run. That's that's part, a big play, an electric play is part of why you win games. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and then when you look at this LSU offense, as the stats you gave us early on, on a borough, they've been outstanding. But this might be one of those games where if we can – they can move the football, but if they kick field goals, we'll win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mahomes got 13 points the last game. That's right. Because the other team stayed on the field and rushed the passer and uh, played, uh, you know, just play better than the other team. That's a, that's what I used to tell our guys. We play better in Alabama, we'll have a chance to beat them. And that, that includes everything, every part of the game, uh, all 11 guys on the field. Play the best you can, play your assignment, and uh, we'll let the chips fall where they may. And that's a great way to end because the mm-hmm. chips are going to fall where they may. Don't forget, it mm-hmm. is an 8 o'clock Eastern time start, so it's going to be a late game. But mm-hmm. And those LSU people are going to have all day and all night to get ready. Uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll be ready for the game. But mm-hmm. you know what? This is Shane, you said it, Coach. This mm-hmm. is what you come to Florida to do. You, you come to playing games like this, right? I'll tell you what's going to be interesting, Steve. Uh, this week we, we had it planned, oh gosh, for about the last four months. I'm going up to Duke. Uh, we got a reunion of our 89 team, so uh, I knew we were at LSU. But also the former LSU athletic director, Joe Oliva, was at Duke up there in 89 when we won the ACC. So he's coming this time. So he and I are going to watch the LSU-Florida game together on TV. That's How about cool. that? That's pretty cool. That's our Inside the Huddle podcast for today. For Shane Matthews, Steve Spurrier, our producer, Jay Kitt, I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, Sports Scene at Noon. We'll see you then. less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.